Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast, where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday, and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? In this session, we're going to dive into the hermetic principle of rhythm a little bit deeper. I want to talk about the heartbeat, which is our inner drum, our rhythmic timing and our inner beat. I want to talk about how we can keep an inner heat and circulation going, especially as the seasons change. It's so important to keep that inner heat and inner beat as we uh, seize into the sign of the other. Uh, we have the full moon coming up in Aries, which is the sun and moon opposite of one another in the Libra-Aries polarity. I'm calling that one the axis of victory and harmony. We'll get into that a little bit. Venus is, or Mercury is actually going direct. That'll feel good. And then Pluto is in its making this last dance in Capricorn. We're experiencing the last week of Pluto in retrograde, and that is going to bring up the last degree of Pluto at the 26th degree for the rest of our lives for over 250 years it will not be back so (laughs) let's talk about that (laughs) and uh yeah we want to nourish and nurture ourselves so let's tune in Take a nice deep inhale and exhale. Do one more of those with a suspended breath where you inhale to the edge of your capacity. Suspend the breath for a moment and then invite some more breath into the system. And exhale it out of the system. Nice. One to three breath reset. This is so important for our efficiency and our precision for core calibration. And, you know, I am, I'm just going to start talking it, you know, I'm speaking it, I'm living it. The truth is, is I have noticed a huge difference in my personal life as far as sharing this podcast is really holding me accountable to myself and I love it. (laughs) It's been really healing for me. And so I just want you to know that I'm really trying to stay in tune with myself in doing this. This is really a huge self practice. And I just happen to be sharing my thoughts and documenting, documenting it to some degree and sharing it with you, those of you who are listening and who you, if you want to share it with people that you care about. Uh, this is the intention and the importance of really tuning into myself and become becoming the embodiment of the living practice, living in rhythm, this, this philosophy, this way of living that I've been 
gathering information and studying and, and practicing here and there, but really starting to integrate the whole, the whole body experience. And so when I talk about the astrology, it's important. When we talk about the solar and the lunar cycles, it's important. It's also really important for us to practice that cosmic inner cycle. We have our own solar cycle inside our physical or energetic body, so to speak. We have our own lunar cycle inside our body, whether we're man or woman, female or male. None of this matters. Humanity, all living beings on the planet are definitely influenced and affected by the sun and the moon within, without. This is what we've been talking about is this balancing the polarities, balancing those oppositional energies, and starting to find that neutrality and that middle way that comes from true sovereignty, this depth, this depth of self-trust, self-acknowledgement, self-inner guidance, like really taking it to this point of beginning to listen and trust yourself, ourselves on a whole new level. You know, this is what I've been practicing in my own personal life. I feel like it's so very vital that we that we just show up on a on a day-to-day basis, one day at a time. There's nothing we have to do except for tune in. That breath work is all you need. One to three breaths. And if you do it once a day and then maybe twice a day and then throughout the day, what we start to notice is we use that as a power tool, as a source to get energy, to regroup ourselves, to find our power and our strength, our inner guidance, our inner trust. You know, this is where this comes from. And so we want to practice this. So when I talk about core calibration, I'm really talking about that ability to tune into the center of gravity, find that natural, gentle organization of the spine where the head, heart, and hips are in a line. And then we start to visualize the heartbeat, that rhythmic pulse as it circulates, encouraged by our breath work, it is circulating energy throughout the body. So this heartbeat, our own rhythmic timing of our heartbeat and our breath, that's our inner drum, our rhythmic timing. And this is this inner beat, this inner rhythm that helps hold us steady in a neutrality, in a pace. And I really, this is, this inner beat is like drum and bass in my world, you know, so we're letting it rock deeper. We're we're rocking steady now. And so I'm talking about dance and movement and really starting to move through the world with the rhythm. It's not enough just to be able to tune into the center of gravity and find the, the balance between the polarities, but to actually move and dance and be in tune, in time, in rhythm. We live in in rhythm, baby. And so this whole inner drum that occurs from the breath's rhythm and the heartbeat, that inner beat, that inner drum is our own unique signature pulse, our own unique signature vibration. And the more we can start to tune into this and start to intentionally circulate it when we need energy or when we need a recharge, just it's, it's a visualization practice that I do and I encourage everyone that I work with in the embodiment practices to just visualize this on an, on an, from your heartbeat and beyond into the energetic space if you can. Because we're, when we create the circulation and the stimulation in the system, we're moving energy, we're moving stagnation, 
we're circulating the lymphatic, the blood, the like, this is so important to shake and move and circulate through the breath and the heartbeat and dance. (laughs) Dance is like next level, try it. But it creates this inner movement. So as we get that inner beat, that inner heartbeat going, then we get an inner movement going. And that inner movement creates inner heat. It's our inner heat, our little inner furnace, this spark of life that is so rooted in our center. That is where the vitality and the empowerment come from. We want to try to keep a beat and that inner heat vibrating, pulsating, in tune, in time with our own center of gravity. Our own unique timing is the best timing, each and every one of us. And so in my personal opinion, these are the days we are being, I mean, I am taking it so as like one of my highest priorities to just practice self-awareness, practice presence, practice organizing my center of gravity and focusing my energy, seeing how I can direct the energy and direct the field, so to speak, and also receive what I need to from my own inner guidance, my own inner feedback, as well as what is without me that outside feedback. And, uh, you know, I talk about it. This is like my favorite thing to talk about this idea of tuning in living in rhythm, recognizing the pulses and the paces, where we are in time and place and space, starting to ride these cyclic waves, ride these waves that these cosmic waves that ebb and flow that rise and fall these tides start to really learn how to surf them so to speak want to be I mean I'm practicing becoming a cosmic surfer (laughs) in my mind I'm a big wave rider and it's so invigorating it's so empowering to really to do this and so the other thing that is important about this time if you live in the northern hemisphere or even if you're in the southern hemisphere and you're experiencing spring In the Northern Hemisphere, we're stepping into the season. We're into the autumnal season now. And no matter what season it is, the change of seasons are always a time to really focus and stay centered, to stay calibrated in our core so that we can actually, you know, again, it's a change. So anytime there's change and transformation, we have to adjust and really stay up on the board, so to speak. You want to want to fall. I mean, you can, but you just get back up if you do. So the idea, though, is that this, this autumnal season that's coming into play, we, I want to start to share some autumnal embodiment cues that I use that are so helpful for the season of the fall when the, when the weather starts to cool and the winds pick, pick up, that colder air, that, those breezes can throw people off their center of gravity Part of what we want to do is keep that beat, that inner beat steady, that inner heat going. Because as things cool off without, we have to keep the heat within. And so this is, you know, we want to establish the rhythm now before we get into the season of winter. Now is the time to prepare for the winter as we fall into the darker time of year, the darker where there's less light in the day, we have to keep that inner light going. This is the way that I look at it on an esoteric level. You know, this is, I'm not the only one. This is such a beautiful practice though, that I've, I've learned to, you know, I mean, I rarely, I 
rarely get sick. I stay really healthy because of this mindfulness of understanding that I need to keep that inner heat going. So some other things that you can do is definitely focusing on lungs, lung health and digestive health. So that's the deep breathing practices like the suspended breath that we did at the beginning of the sesh. There's also the I, the focusing on the digestive system. So really keeping focusing on eating warmer foods, foods that are that create a little bit more heat and circulation in the body for most people. Now, you know, you know, I'm not a doctor, so you have to follow accordingly to your own plan. You know, it just it's it, a, a really cool way to practice eating with the seasons is to see what fruits and vegetables come out at the different times of year because they're the things that are going to nurture our bodies the most in this in that given time and space. So this time and space we have lots of root vegetables that come out. We have lots of gourds, you know, there's lots of really in enriching and like thick and warming foods. I love ginger. I love drinking ginger and cinnamon drinks, you know, chai. These are some of my favorite things in eating warm root stews. <laughs> Delicious. You know, and so these are the things that we when we tune in, when we're living in rhythm and we tune into these cycles, it becomes it's a lifestyle. It becomes a, a way of living and being and this in tune this attunement creates inner strength and inner trust because we're we're in sync. And when we're in sync, then we can really follow that guidance. We're in the moment. That gives us energy and focus and even more willpower to continue. It increases our vibration. I mean, I really love it. And then the stronger, this is the whole thing with this, with this timing too in this Libra season is it is, a, I, it's about the other. It's the within and without. We've been speaking of this within and without and, and the as above, so below and how that inner sovereignty, creating self-sovereignty and self-trust and, and really reckon, reckoning, having a reckoning with your own inner authority, becoming your own, taking your power back. We're taking our power back. And as we do that and we fine tune our vibration and we get all, you know, in tune and sync and living in rhythm, then we can start to really have those meaningful connections with outside feedback or the other. This is the this is the art of the time is like, I feel like it's really for it's so curious to me, because as it's so focused on the other, the outside, it goes back to within without within without they're like mirror reflections or infinity just bouncing one feeding into the other bouncing off each other. And the thing is, is like, it keeps coming back to me holding myself accountable, being present, recognizing how I am in time and space, not alone, not only just where, but how, how am I embodied in this moment, any given moment. And the more present I get with that, then the more throughout the day, I'll be taking those one to three breath resets because we're off throughout the day on and off. We're in and out of center, in and out of sync. And or, I mean, some of us aren't, but that's the, this is the whole thing. Can we, how big can you ride the wave? How long can you stay on the board? You know, how long can you stay on a surfboard and actually like catch a rhythm or dance your way 
to the finish line. You know, this is where, and they talk about this too, this season, this time of year as the, as the light fades, as we prepare for the winter solstice, there is this, again, keeping that inner heat going, but also this inner, we have to rely on ourselves and then rely on the close knit community that we have around us. And so everything gets much more consolidated and organized within, within, like we, we, we draw within to, we kind of consolidate and, and gather a little bit deeper in, in our little pods, so to speak. And I love that because, again, it, there's so much about right now that is, you know, this time of year represents this. We know things are, things are falling away. And so there is this art of surviving. Like, what does it take to survive? And, you know, I just this is, these are the times be strong. And so that's the whole thing is like, how strong, how clear, how precise can I get in my presence, in my own inner guidance, my own self-trust, that practice, just doing little, I'm looking for tiny victories in that every day. That's pretty much my jam. (laughs) I'm looking for tiny victories all day long. And they start adding up it's fun. And when there aren't such great victories, I can see them and I look at it and it's like, okay, well, and I can figure out how to make adjustments. And it's all fun learning earth side. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, a couple other things I want to talk about for autumnal embodiment cues is, so I talked about eating and then you just want to keep your, your, you want to keep your vital organs warm. And so this is where vests, hoodies, so they have a neck, they cover the neck and the head. It's basically head, throat, trunk, you want to keep warm. <laughs> and so hats are great. Hoodies are fantastic. Scarves, I love a good scarf. Um, I'm generally a hoodie gal. But you know, there's it choose your own. Some people love vests. I love vests too. These things are really awesome things, you know, pieces to have in your winter wardrobe. Who knew I was going to be talking about fashion today, but (laughs) they are really great pieces to have at this time of year because you can always throw on, on those, those little, uh, those little head, neck and trunk warmers. You can throw them on and, and run outside and enjoy this, this time where it's, kind of cold, kind of warm, kind of sunny, kind of breezy, kind of, you know, this is the, it's like in between, we're in this in between time. And so that's why we have to hold our inner guidance, our inner beat and our inner heat steady, just like the drum and the bass, you keep in a rhythm when you were letting it rock. And once you letting it rock steady, then we get into a groove, our own unique groove. (laughs) I'm a, I mean, come on. Parliament. So, you know, we basically want to get in our own unique groove. And then as you finesse that groove, we start to recognize the outside feedback that we're harmonizing with the others that we're in harmony and in sync with. And man, does that feel good when we come together and we're in harmony and in sync with one another dancing like at a concert. That's some of my favorite when we're dancing and we're moving and we're breathing and people are smiling. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. So that's the calibrating the core. That's the embodiment piece. Let's talk about this, the cosmic alignments that are going on this next set during this next cycle between 
these the between sessions. So the sun is in Libra, as I've said, and I'm really thinking of Libra as this, that Libra is the diplomat, is the harmonizer. It is the balancing force. It's an air sign, Libra. The, the sign of, or the planet Venus is basically conjuncting the sun throughout this following week. And I, I really love that because the Venus and the sun coming together, we can't see the Venus right now in the sky, but Venus and sun, the sun coming together is very much about highlighting and shining some light, so to speak, on our value systems, our ethics, the things that we find meaningful and beautiful. That being in Libra, it's cool. It's like, I, it kind of reminds me of the aspen leaves in, in Colorado, the, the gold, the aspen leaves go gold. Sometimes they go red too. I mean, they're just so gorgeous. But that golden light that shines through, especially on the mountaintop with all of the evergreens and the ponderosas and the spruce trees, everything's so dark green. And then you got these golden patches of aspen. Well, it's a lot like that in that the you start to recognize the beauty and the contrast a little bit when you have that Venus and the sun together. There's this highlighting of the golden leaves a little bit. It shows shows light in a different way shows brightness and color in a different way and it really highlights again like look for especially because venus is also the ruling planet of libra so it's at home here it's super empowered with the sun in libra and you know it's it's hearkening us to, to just seek the beauty seek the things that we're passionate about nurture the things that feel good that you love that you find meaning in you know and again those those things that warm you that keep your soul warm like they they, they feed your soul they warm your heart that you know it keeps that inner heat that inner beat going that's the whole that's the whole art of of libra and again, when we do that, it creates this balance and this harmony to kind of counterbalance the polarities. So when you're warm and, and, and feeling cozy and shining bright inside, and then you can like start to project it out, you know, that's where we get this, this next thing that I want to talk about this full moon. So the moon is basically waxing as I record this sesh, it's waxing towards a first quarter square which is a half moon the right side is illuminated and just keep paying attention to those square moons because it's a square in a chart so when you recognize what a square feels like in the lunar cycle you can start to understand a square in your astrological charts or natal charts okay so the the moon was waxing growing towards full you'll see the right side of the moon illuminated at that halfway point and in, on its way towards full, the moon is going to pass Pluto. So the moon conjuncts Pluto and then Saturn. You may be able to see that a little bit in the sky, Saturn and the moon together. And then the moon passes Neptune, which we won't see. And then on October 8th, we'll have a Jupiter moon where the moon and Jupiter come together in the sky. So you'll be able to see Jupiter and the moon joining forces just before the full moon. So it's the day before the full moon. So it'll look full probably. And it's right. It'll be that basically it's going to be as the, the moon will be rising just around the same time as the sun sets at that time period. So at any given point that evening of the eighth and 
a little bit into the ninth, but it'll be more exact on the eighth. You can look up and see that Jupiter conjuncting the moon, Jupiter and the moon joining forces. And I just love that because that's an, the Jupiter becomes like a magnifying glass or an expansion. It's an, it's an amplifier. It's amplifying and tuning us to our intuition, our inner guidance. This is, this timing is so beautiful. This, this alignments that are happening this week are so synchronistic and gorgeous. I, I love it because it's like shine your light on your values, the things you're passionate, the things you love, shine your light on the inner guidance, the inspiration, the intuition, following our gut. Another reason why we want to get healthy in the, in the gut, in the digestive system, to be clear in our gut and in our intuition. And then on the full moon, October 9th at 2.54 p.m. is the exact moment. So the moon rising on October 8th is going to be like the full moon rise. And then October 9th, we have it as well. This is the hunter's moon is what they call it. And it's interesting because like the harvest moon gets lots of, gets, gets lots of prep press. The hunter moon, the hunter's moon is interesting because this is the moon that like sort of represents that last call for gathering to go out and gather and hunt, so to speak. And how important it is to gather as much as we can in order to come together so that we can all have enough and share what we have as the season changes, as the winter approaches. And so it's very symbolic because the moon, this hunter's moon is the sun in Libra, partnerships, others, without. And then the moon is going to be in Aries, which is all about the self. So it's this balancing between self and reflection of self, within, without, self, the other. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. And so again, it's sort of this balancing the harmonics, balancing the oppositional energy between within, without, between self and other. And it's this, again, practicing self-trust, self-sovereignty develops these tiny victories. We get these tiny victories that allow us this real true embodiment and self-empowerment that then prepares us for harmonizing and unifying and balancing with that which is not in within us, that which is out of our control, so to speak. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the axis of victory and harmony that I'm talking about. The axis of Aries and Libra. Now on this full moon, we, what's so powerful about this full moon is the sun is going to be with Venus, which I talked about. And then opposite of that, the moon is conjuncting Chiron. Now Chiron looks like the circle with the K or the key in the chart. And this asteroid represents our wounds, the things that are actually the things that have caused us to grow and strive and thrive. And it, it is the wounded healer. This is our warriorship, the thing that we fell down from and got back up. That's the wounded healer energy. And it being in Aries, again, is we are doing, we are in a major self-healing time. This is the time. And Jupiter's in Aries right now too. This is a... The, so the amplification is all about the self, unapologetically me, authentically true to me, 
And I'm also healing me. I'm healing myself. I'm healing my own inner power, my own inner trust, my own inner spark of life that is that helps me to continue and gives me willpower to to live and thrive. That's that force that that inner heat, that inner light. And so it's like a fur, you know, it's like your pilot light and your furnace. It's that place that's deep down within that we want to keep hit. We want to keep that thing lit. And so having it having the the chiron there next to the moon is really active it's like can we heal our ourselves enough to really trust our instinct and our intuition that's what i think of when i think aries in the in the moon aries is already instinctual it's just it's instant instinctual the moon is very much intuitive so it's again it's as a developing intuition and guidance and self-trust around our instincts, around our gut, around what we feel and know and believe, what we what we feel and know in this world. And again, it's opposite are the things that we're passionate about. It's it's like double down on that with on what feels good and hold the beat. <laughs> like I I've been talking about to really when we let it rock you find that song you like that rhythm that beat that's yours it rocks you you get the pulse going you get the rock so you want to rock steady now you want to hold we are all I am I'm looking to hold a steady vibe a place where I can ride that heartbeat in such a way where I then harmonize and synchronize I won't be doing the same thing but I'll be harmonizing and synchronizing with things outside of myself, myself, other people outside of me. You know, it's, I always think about it, like, if you ever go to concerts, <laughs> so fun. Uh, I love it when there's when the song hits, and everybody's grooving, and you look over at your friends that you're with, and they're grooving, and they got a smile on your face. And you look at the person you don't even know that's in the next row, and they're smiling and grooving. And you just, it doesn't, it doesn't take words. It's the vibe. There is a hearticle, heartbeat, inner drum, inner beat, light shining through that speaks. That vibration speaks louder than any word. And so that's the art of, that's the art and science of calibrating the core and really tuning in is we're looking to take responsibility for our vibrational rhythm, our vibrational resonance, because as we hold that steady, boom, it's powerful, you know, I mean, this is the thing. There's nothing that we have to do but be ourselves. Just have your experience. Have your experience of you. What does it feel like to be yourself? You know, that's what I'm trying to do is just make peace, make love with myself, you know, like make some peace and love for myself with myself. There's so many layers every day. I try to learn a little bit more, I try to be a little bit more present, a little bit more willing to push and and find that inner strength to keep the the inner light going to keep that fire burning inside that's that spark of life that gives me my will to sustain the darkest of nights the darkest of seasons the times you know whatever it is and so much love and blessings around that one (laughs) so full moon yes on top of this there's this 
we got Mercury going direct, which I have to just give a little props up to. You know, it, I usually don't, I, I really don't like to complain about the retrogrades. And you've, if you're listening on a regular basis, you've heard me talk about this. And this Mercury retrograde has been super potent. And uh, so I'm excited that it's going to be moving forward. And it's in Virgo right now, it's going to be heading towards Libra. So we'll have that Mercury come into Libra as well. And it's just like, how do we work on our expression? This is where we start to play with our own self expression. That's what that full moon is showing me. That's what this Mercury coming into Libra again. It's like, how do we find that balance between our self expression and being allowing others to, to have their own self expression? You know, and some of you might not even you just think of the places when you gather, when you're having fun with people doesn't even matter it could be at the amusement park it could be at the at the sports game it could be at the play like whatever it is it it could be at the grocery store it's just this is the point we want to start to show up and and you know rock that vibe where we're holding ourselves steady and you know I mean whatever it there's going to be times when you don't and that's the point it's like live it up when you do because then it'll help it helps I've known I've known it to be true in my own life, that I can pivot much easier when I'm from, a, you know, I can pivot from the lessons, from the feedback back to center and make good use of my time and energy. <laughs> so, you know, that's a, that's something that we want to keep practicing. So that mercury going direct is happening. But then the other thing that's really interesting that's happening in this next week is that Pluto so we have one more week, approximately, from when I'm recording this, we have about one more week of Pluto retrograde. And Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. It is basically going to be going into Aquarius in March of 2023. So that's a long time that it's been in Pluto. And there's been lots of transformation and change with Pluto and Capricorn. We've seen it joined forces with Saturn and brought on the whole change of the world in 2020. Things have been breaking down and transforming since it got into the sign, but especially since that point in these last degrees. And so basically Pluto's retrograding, it's going to go to 26 degrees. It's at 26 degrees in Capricorn, and then it's going to go forward. And what's so unique, this is why I love living the transits, and just studying astrology and being present with it is that this next week, these next, this, the week, maybe a week before, a couple weeks before, but definitely this coming into this, this next week of, of October, the second week of October, basically, Pluto is going to finish its time. We're, we're basically going to be finishing lingering in this 26th degree. And from here, Will Pluto will move forward, eventually going into Aquarius. And it actually next year, it will retrograde back into Capricorn, but it will not go back to 26 degrees for 250 some years. <laughs> yeah, so I love thinking about it in terms of that, because you start to realize like time and space is so unique and beautiful. And there'll never be another moment like this one you know? And so it's so powerful to just be present again. And, and so what does that mean? What, how uh, represent, what does that, la that Pluto at the 26th degree represent? 
Well, I can look at some, there are some source resources. Oh, I wish I would have. Uh, I mean, actually, we have time still. I might still look up this uh, Dane Richard and the Sabian symbols. There is a symbol for every degree. There's like a energetic representation of each degree. But just without going so specific to the 26 is to just recognize the beginning, middle, end of things and how the last 10 degrees of any sign is the finishing, mastering, finalizing of that sign. And so Pluto in in these last degrees of Capricorn has been really reflecting lots of, there's a lot of grasping and holding on. You can see power structures really almost like grabbing on for like the last, you know, last ditch efforts. There's lots of, you know, I feel like it's like hungry ghosts is the way I see it. And that's a Buddhist term, but it's just, there's lots of grasping and, and looking for just for the energy, for the power, for the strength. This is, this is why it's so important for each and every one of us to refine, to redefine our own inner authority, find that inner sovereignty and start to trust it so that we have taken our power back and we are embodied and centered and living with that with that clear vibration. This is the whole name of the game. This is the art and science of living in rhythm and why it's so vital. So as this as Pluto changes, as it goes through these last degrees of Capricorn, we need to push forward, we need to persevere and really allow things that are that have that are no longer, I mean, these are the days we have to get aerodynamic and light enough to be clear enough in our, in our presence and our vibration. So that means like focusing our consolidating and focusing our vibration, observing the things that are taking power or energy or focus and asking the question, does this need my focus and time and energy? Is this the best use of my time and energy? These are the questions I ask myself. And, you know, it's just like you'll see the places where you're losing life force or energy just from pure distraction or giving something your power, you know. And again, it's like we want to look for those places. The more that we recognize where they are and we have enough inner guidance and inner strength to actually listen to that and and make change. Who? I mean, this is so much responsibility. I know. <laughs> I know it's a lot of responsibility. It's heavy stuff that we're talking about. <laughs> but it's also just living and it's fun. If you make it fun, you can actually make it fun. <laughs> As I talk myself into it. No, you. Re- I actually do have fun. And sometimes I don't. But I feel like, again, it's the surfing. It's like, how long can you stay on the surfboard? And I have that song, The Road. Sometimes I fall, but then I get back up. I'm not afraid. You know, we have to start to like... Look at the times and the spaces where we linger a little bit, and sometimes we need to. And sometimes we need to just get back up, practice it. And so this Pluto, just, I, this is my thing. With all of the astrology, I really hope everybody just practices living it and experiencing it and not having it become this thing, this part of outside feedback that throws you off or or influences you so much that you have no control or you know I mean you we have free will we have choice around here we have choice and so the more tuned in we are we can make those clear best decisions the best choices and make the right action that's best for us in that moment in time and space you know 
Also in doing that, we want to tune into the environment. When we're tuned into the environment, we can make better choices because we understand where we are in time and space. The season, this the season has an energy, has an essence. If I resist the nature of that rhythm, I'm going to be out of sync. And so I want to tune my body, mind, and spirit into this season, into this time and space, calibrate my core in such a way where I'm accessing my inner power, my inner beat, and developing circulation and stimulation for inner heat. You know, then I'm going to be started. Then we can harmonize and then we can come together and express ourselves in a really free and clear way. Jeez. Yeah. So inner heat, inner beat, y'all. Inner heat, inner beat. Mm hmm. Pretty much. So, yeah. <laughs> Rocktober, y'all. <laughs> it's Rocktober. So have fun. Rock steady. Stay in the groove. Keep your rhythm. Keep your flow. Stay in tune. And have fun on this self-loving, self-healing new full moon. It's the axis of victory and harmony. Tiny victories, one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time. We can do this. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Much love. Blessings and peace.